Good morning. Welcome to the Barnes Center Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? It's hot out here. I'm sweating under this stuff on my face, but you can't see it, right? But the sweat is running down. Isn't that amazing? What a little makeup won't do for you? <laughs> no wonder ladies wear makeup. Good morning. Uh, any question? No. I wanna. Uh, I want to. Uh, what? Will you will you speak it out loud? For the uh, for those who don't know, this weather is warm. It's not hot. Oh. Vegas was 117 yesterday. That's hot. Yeah. Well, yesterday it was 90 something here, right? I went to the valley, it was a little hundred. But, uh, okay, well, thanks for that. <laughs> Could have fooled me. Um, I think that this subject is more important than anything we've ever talked about. I think. I could be wrong. But I think so. I think it is more important than anything else we have ever, 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 but ever discussed. And the theme this year is, um, what's the theme this year? No, I want someone that don't know to tell me. Go here, right here. Robert, right here. I don't know. You don't know what the theme is? And you're one of the teachers here, right? Yes. <laughs> and so this is the seventh month. Is this the seventh month? Oh, okay. The last day of the sixth month. And so all year so far, you don't know what the theme is. So you're not doing the theme there. I one of the I, teachers here. I, think, I won't give you his name because I don't want to embarrass him. I think it's... Uh, We're going to start with an L. Uh, no. <laughs> believe under your thoughts. You think that that's what it is? Yeah. I think well, you did right when you said you didn't know, so don't start making up, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, that's amazing. But understandable, though. It, it, it's amazing, but understandable. Um, John, you know what it is? Uh, the black John. No, the black one. Uh, renew yourself uh, from within. Yes. And we have had several, several things over the years. I think this theme is the most important theme that we have ever had. We have some good ones. But I think that this one is the most important one. I am having the best time of my life allowing myself to be renewed from within. Everybody else who knows somebody having a good time too? No? <laughs> you guys not having a good time with this? Isn't that awful? <laughs> You're not having a good time being renewed from within. That's amazing. Are you having a good time, John? I mean, uh, camera guy? Off and on a little bit. <laughs> Wait, why is that? Maybe because I'm not really committed to it. That's the problem with most people. They're not committed. Not committed. I was speaking to uh, a woman the other day who is a... Uh, who has a job, a volunteer job, and she doesn't, she's not committed to the volunteer job. She does everything else that she wants to do, and it doesn't matter how tired she is, how late it is, if it's raining or cold or snowing or uh, whatever, she'll go do those things. Work, she'll work overtime until the cows come home on her job, and after that, she'll go and do whatever it is she got to do. But when, when she needs to go and, and do her volunteer work, she, uh, she doesn't, she's not prepared for that. And I told her the other day, I said, why don't you just admit that your heart is not committed to this? Well, I don't know that. 
I said, just think about this for a moment. You're doing everything else that you want to do. Your heart committed to those things. It doesn't matter how late, how tired, if it's every day, you do what you want to do. But when it's time for you to go and do your volunteer work and you committed, you said you would do it, she waits till the last minute and just get there halfway, you know, does it. Isn't that amazing? People, and people don't really, I don't think they really, really pay attention to themselves. They don't, it's amazing how the mind work, works where it will prevent you from really, really paying attention to yourself. But here's my thing for today. My question is, what is the, no, it's not a question. It's a conversation, but it may be a question. The one thing that the mind fears most, there's absolutely one thing that the mind fears more than anything else. It fears a lot of things, but the one thing it fears the most. Have you ever thought about that question? No. no. Yeah, no. Um, I, th- I, I thought about that question one day. Because let me tell you what happened. The more you get to know yourself and the more that you are being renewed from within, the more you realize, like, wow. And I used to think that I knew God when I was growing up. I did not know God, really. God is nothing like what we've been taught. Nothing. Now, when I say nothing, they tell the truth about him, but they don't tell you who he really is. They say God is love. So we all know God is love, right? But we don't really know what that means and how to live by that love. They say God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all that, everything. And we say, yeah, that's right. He's everything. And that's true, too. But we don't know it. And we're never going to know it until we can get to allow ourselves to be renewed from within. And I say allow ourselves because you cannot renew yourself from within. It has to happen. The one thing that the mind fears the most is uh, important to know. I almost said it. <laughs> but I want you guys and ladies to have a little chance to kind of... It's too bad you... Well, I don't know. I won't get into it. Uh, the mind is something else in that it won't let you... It won't allow you to know that you don't know. It won't let you admit that you don't know. You ever notice that? Like for example, I just asked the young man there about what was the theme for the year, this year. He gave the first answer, the true answer, I don't know. That was a true, honest answer. But then the mind starts throwing up some things that he had learned about, we have talked about over and over. So the mind said, throw that out there. (laughs) Because that's what we know, you know, know what I'm talking about. And I'm just using that as a perfect example because it just happened. And that, but that's what the mind would do. It will not let you just say, I don't know. And, and if you wanted to say no, I don't know, it'll still give you something else to say, and then you start lying. Have you noticed that? For an example, and I'll get to you in a minute. Another example. With, and this is just an, an example that's happening where everybody should know about by now. You know about this guy. Edward Snowden, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody know who he is. He is the guy who leaked out the information that the government is snooping on us in more ways than one. Email, phone call, uh, Facebook, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, after he told us about this stuff, he ran off to Russia somewhere. And now the government and the media, some in the media are saying he is a traitor. He is a traitor. And some are saying he's a hero. Others are saying he's a traitor. And so I asked the question on my radio show this week, is Edward Snowden a traitor or a hero? And so I get these people who are saying that he is a hero. He's a hero. And why is he a hero? Because he told us about the government snooping on us and stuff that we didn't really know. We knew that the government was doing it, but not to that extent. And so he's a hero. 
And then there are those who says he is a traitor. Why is he a traitor? Because he ran off to Russia. <laughs> he ran off to Russia and China. He went to China too? And China. So he is a traitor. But what has he done to indicate that he is a traitor though? Difficult he ran off is not proof that he is a traitor. Because a traitor is, and now he's being accused of espionage. You heard that? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Right? And so, and so I have people call him, he's a traitor, he's a traitor. Why, why, why? And I listen to the politicians when they say he's a traitor. But why? And I haven't heard one reason why. I mean, that would validate, not that it won't come later, but as of this day, not one thing to say why he is a traitor. And I believe a traitor is when, they, when somebody in this country take your secrets and go give it to the enemies, right? right. That's the true right. meaning of a traitor. And so far, there hasn't been any proof to show that he has done that. Not that he won't do that or will do that, but as of this day, he hasn't done it. And so the real, and you could disagree with me here this morning if you like. So the real answer to that question, is he a hero or a traitor, is I don't know. And my mind was trying to get me to call him a hero. I appreciate him telling us what the government is doing, but I don't see any proof of him being a traitor, and I'm not sure if he's a hero yet, so I'm waiting to see if this thing unfolds even more so. But the message to that is that because we don't know ourselves, we, we allow people to put information out into the world, feed us stuff, and then we go around and become the mouthpiece for them. With no real proof at all, we become the mouth, mouthpiece, and then we start fighting amongst one another about it. We get mad at each other without real proof. Have you noticed that? Yes. And then, so I, I say, I, I had one lady who really liked me a lot. I like her. She's a nice lady. I kept, she kept telling me all the possibilities. I said, well, is he a traitor? Where's the true proof that he's a traitor? Isn't the answer is you don't know? And she paused and almost came to the truth. Yeah, I don't know. But the mind kicked in and made her give out more information. And then a good friend of mine, another friend of mine, who thinks he's a traitor, same thing. He kept telling me about computers and what can happen. But I said, well, where is the proof? that he is a traitor. But this, that, 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 but that, this happened. No, where's the proof that he's a traitor? But the mind wouldn't let him relax and say, you know what, I don't know. I have no proof that he's a traitor. And is that like an excellent example? If you think about yourself, you really don't know yet if the guy's a traitor. And I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm just saying nobody has put proof out there that he is. But in our own mind, we think that he is if you're on that side of the fence. And if you're on this side of the fence, he's a hero. With no real proof that he's a hero. I'm grateful to know that the government is doing what they're doing, even though we're not going to do anything about it. (laughs) But it's nice to know, but it caused me to look at myself when I saw that happen because I saw my mind trying to convince me one way or the other, too. I was in this, uh, another example, then I'll take your, your, your comments or questions. I was in this uh, documentary called what, a, what Black Men Think. Have you ever seen that? I highly recommend you see it. It was so interesting. What Black Men Think. And one of the things that the producer of this documentary did, they went back and did studies on how we can be deceived, and yet we think we know. And then we become the mouthpiece for the media and everybody else, right? Here's an example that they gave. Now, I didn't do this study. I'm only taking their word at it. I don't know if this is true 100%. But back, back in the late 60s, early 70s, and on and on, when uh, the media and the so-called civil rights leaders started telling us that there are more black people in prison than there are black, no, there are more black men in prison than there are black men in college. You ever heard that? Yes. And how many believe that? 
Y'all scared to raise your hand now. Everybody in this room believe that. Everybody believe that. You believe that? Yeah, hold on a minute. Yeah, I did. It was the black people on parole in prison at the age of 25. Why did you believe it? It was just something out there that I heard. Right, and you believed it, right? I didn't have anything to disbelieve it. Yes, I believed it. You believe it. Yeah. You didn't have anything to prove it either. I had nothing but what was said. Yeah, and so the point is they proved that that was a lie. That made me sad right now because I was saying it and everybody their mama was saying it. Jackson and all those guys, the civil rights leaders, they, they made us believe, along with the help of the media, that there were more black men in prison than college, and it was a lie, according to these people. And the reason they did that, because once they put it out there and we believe it, we become the mouthpiece for it, then they can go and get money and power. They get money from the government for this program or that program or this program, and none of it goes back to really help the people. But if they can convince us of the lie, then we'll go and do the work for them. We'll support them. It's easy for them to get the help. And that's how the government operates, period, and the media. And as I'm waking up, I'm realizing, wow, so much I thought was true. This really wasn't true. And I never pondered to think, is this true or not? Because when I look around my community or when I'm around, I see black men going to jail every day. And, <laughs> and they show black men being arrested. All that is part of the brainwashing. They show you on the news to back up what's been said. But in the case of Edward Snowden, they haven't shown anything yet, and we still believe it. I don't believe it, most people do. But they, the news media back up what they say and so we just start believing it, and we see. When you turn on the nightly news, black men are being arrested. And I'm like, yeah, look at all those black men going to jail. But we didn't do it to study to find out for ourselves. We didn't do the research to find out if that were true. We are taking somebody else's word. And the worst thing you can do in life is to take somebody else's word. You got to know for yourself. Just like most Christians believe that they, as I used to think, that just because I went down to the front of the church and confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, I believe that I knew him because that's what the preacher said. That's all you had to do. Just the Bible said Jesus died for you on the cross. He went to hell. He rose. And now we're saved. That fact is true. But just saying it because somebody said it and you believe what they said is not going to get you there. Another thing they said in that, uh, in that uh, documentary at the time. Now, because we believe a lie, this may be true now. There may be more black men in jail today than it was when they first started lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we believe the lie. This is all about the mind. All right? Uh, it's not about these people because... There's good and evil operating, and we have to deal, it's, it's the reality of what is, and we got to learn to deal with it, to overcome it. There's a good way to overcome it. It really, really is. Um, they also put out there that at the time, they said that there were more black women in college than black men. How many people believe that? More women, I've heard, not more yeah. black women. No, I'm sorry, yeah, more black women in black college at the time than black men because they were all in jail. This was back in the early 70s, 80s, late 60s. Well, that's true now. The, yeah, that's probably true now. You know right. why it's true now? If it's true now, because we believe the lie. And then so when you believe a lie, it's hard to happen. Right. Because whatever you believe, that's what's going to happen. We gave up on the black man. Oh, they just no good. They're going to jail anyhow. And, uh, you, you give up when you believe a lie. Because whatever you believe control you. For an example, oh, so anyway, they proved that that wasn't true. And it was mind-blowing. And I believe their stats because I, I, it just made sense. And I'm thinking, wow, I believe that lie for all these years. Run around, scared of black men. Now we got to be scared. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? This is brainwashing, and we don't know it because we don't know ourselves. 
gossiping about someone. I've seen people literally go out and gossip about someone and will only and the person that they are gossiping to would believe that lie and go out and start repeating it without getting the whole story because they believed into that lie. They'll just they'll go out and say it and tell it without even knowing if it's true and present it as though it's true. And then if you don't have any sense, you believe it. And then you'll go tell it because you can't hold gossip. I have some really, really, really good news right now. Really, I just got it yesterday. And I was on the phone with, this is from one of our guys who graduated from our program, right? So, and we've been waiting for some results on something. So yesterday, the week had gone by, and we were on the phone talking, and he was saying that, uh, you know, uh, the week gone by now, and I haven't heard an answer. They told me that I was going to hear an answer, right? And so while we were on the phone, they called him and gave him some, I'll tell you later. And the reason I mention that because I can hardly hold this good news. Just like <laughs> gossipers can't hold bad news. I want to tell it so bad. But the good news came, and I'll share it with you as I'm giving it permission. But the, the point is the mind, the mind telling me, tell Pat. Tell, find somebody you trust that you can tell. <laughs> Have you noticed that? It won't let you just relax in it. And it convince you, well, this person can be told. You know what I'm saying? And, and not understanding that once they get the news, now the mind going to work on them. They got to tell somebody, too, that they trust. <laughs> That's the mind, which is not of God. Um, I even asked the person, how do you expect me to keep this? <laughs> I said, can I tell one somebody? <laughs> I just got to tell like, well, and, and, they, and he said, no, I, I prefer you not to because he told somebody that the possibility was there and the person made a promise not to tell anyone and that person went and told somebody and then they called him up asking, is this true? And they got, well, how did you know about that, right? So, but I'm just saying how the mind works. And if you allow yourself to be renewed from within, then you'll start seeing these things, and it will change your world. It will really, really change your world. But the problem is, one of the problems, is that most people are not committed to seeking first the kingdom of God and his right way. They're pretenders of that. They're absolutely pretenders of it. They are not sincere. Isn't that amazing? And I don't know how to get you to be sincere about seeking first the kingdom, but I do want to warn you that if you don't, your life is over because darkness is covering the earth like never before in the history of America that I'm aware of. Who would have thought that one day the U.S. Supreme Court would validate or legalize or validate sin as it did this week, this past week, with approving gay marriage. Who would have thought that? My grandmother must be turned over in her grave going, what? Are you serious? They val- the, the highest court in the land validated sin. And think of the floodgate that's going to open as a result of that. I heard one caller into another show said that he believed there are 30 states who have not accepted same-sex marriage. And by the way, in California, we, the voters, voted against same-sex marriage. Even black people came out of the woodwork, and 60% in this state voted a marriage between a man and a woman. And the courts overturned that. So our votes don't even count anymore. They don't count. But um, one guy calling to the show, and he said he believed the next thing that's going to happen with those states that we're not accepting, they're going to uh, uh, pass laws in those states that says that uh, if, the, um, if the churches and others don't accept this, let's see how they put it. Oh, if the, uh, if the churches don't accept it, that a marriage is between a man and a woman, then... Uh, Oh, he put it so perfectly. 
oh, then heterosexual marriage will not be recognized by the state. Well, they're saying that if the states don't accept it, those states don't accept it, then heterosexual marriage will not be recognized as a marriage from those states. See, they don't stop. Evil doesn't stop. Isn't that awful? They're already plotting. And that's how it is in your own life. If you don't get to know yourself, if you don't understand what's going on with self, you will be destroyed. You will be destroyed. One last thing, and then I, 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 I'll go to you. I wrote these down because I thought they were such perfect examples of this brainwashing that we've had. And thank God we can overcome it. We really can, but only God can change it. Because for the most part, you don't even know that you're brainwashed. Really, you could be brainwashed and not even know it. And brainwashing goes deep with a whole lot of things. It runs deep. Um, Joyce Zimmerman trial has happened at Trayvon Martin thing. You know about that, right? Yes. All right. They had, um, they had their witness for Trayvon to come up a young lady who was supposed to have been a friend of his. And uh, um, at some point they were saying it was his girlfriend, but now because she's older, they were saying it's a friend. Because if it was the girlfriend, she was too old to be with him. So they turned into a friend. But the girl got on the stand, and there are two things that she said that sat in my heart. One is this first, but the second one is the one that made me the most sad. Um, she said that uh, uh, Trayvon called Joyce Zimmerman when they came together. Uh, that he he called him. He told her that this something a cracker, huh? Oh, creepy a cracker is uh, whatever. Follow me or whatever. And then Trayvon also called him a nigger according to this woman, right? And so the attorney asked, well, do you see that as racism? That, that's, you know, that's racist to call someone that. She said, no, that's how we talk. That's not racist. You could call white people crackers. <laughs> no big deal. But you call a black a nigger, that when the cows come home. And to me, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And it should apply to both races. I'm just thinking out loud. I could be wrong. But here's the thing that saddened me the most about what she said. She wrote a statement out about what happened in that thing before the trial. She wrote out a statement about it. And uh, so the lawyer uh, Zimmerman gave her a copy of that statement and asked her to read it. She's 19 years old and asked her to read it, and she could not read it. She's like, I don't know how to read cursor. Am I saying that word right? Yeah. And that saddened me. Here you have a 19-year-old black girl who has gone through high school, and I think she would call herself going to college, and cannot read. Can't read cursive or can't read? Cursive. But they don't teach cursive in school anymore. They don't? No, they don't. No. It, was, it was her own handwriting. She just couldn't read. Was it her own handwriting? No, it wasn't her writing. It wasn't her own writing. They found out that she, she admitted later that someone else wrote it for her. Why did they stop teaching that? I don't know, but I know that when I was in school, we had to learn how to write in cursive. But these days, it's, I think because everyone types now, so they think it's sort of like a lost, like, writing form, the people don't need it anymore. Oh my God. The kids God. don't know how to write in cursive anymore. My little granddaughters can write cursive so well that one of them said that the teacher, they go to a, a private school, but hmm. the teacher said that she's going to let her teach the class because she could write it better than the teacher. Mm-hmm. And they were like all bragging to me the other day about it. <laughs> Maybe in uh, private schools they still do, but yeah. in public schools they don't. But to me, that was so sad that somebody allowed her to go through high school without learning how to, to read that. Robert, you can walk away now. <laughs> Robert, I really need you to pay attention. All right. um, 
Is that just me feeling that way or what? Is that sad? I know, but that's even sadder to know that we have a lot of that. Yeah. While we were going around here fighting races and Absolutely. fighting one another and doing this or doing that, we need to wake up and deal with the real issue. They're not letting these kids learn because they want to keep them dumb and dumbed down and demoralized. But we think it's a race thing. It's not a race thing. It's spiritual. And they convince us that it is racial. One last point. May not be one last, but, you know. They cry racism for this deal in Florida, right, with George Zimmerman and uh, uh, Trayvon. And it may or may not be, I'm not saying. But while at the same time, a couple weeks ago, in uh, New Jersey, there was a, a white woman. Some said she was Hispanic, but I thought she was white. But she was non-black. She was sitting in her front room one morning around 10 a.m. New Jersey time a couple weeks ago and some big black guy kicked her door down and went in there and beat this woman just beat her kicked her, beat her, sucked her and her little girl was sitting right there on the couch watching the cartoons with her mother and this is all on YouTube, it's everywhere this guy beat this little woman I don't know, I don't know how she survived it so he kicked her, beat her, and then he started stealing her stuff while she's on the floor. And she was afraid to scream because if she had screamed, she was thinking that her daughter may start screaming and this guy would, would you know, jump or hurt her. And so he left her there on the floor and started going around the house stealing her stuff. Then he went upstairs and stole some stuff, came back downstairs, and the woman just laying there on the floor. He, he kicked her first again, and then he picked her up and beat her and threw her downstairs. But because it wasn't a white man, uh, it wasn't white on black, nothing about it. No crowd, no party, no protest, no gathering, no nothing. And we too go along with that, those who have accepted that it's a race thing. And whenever it's a white on black situation, oh, that's racist. But if it's black on white, nothing. And we call ourselves Christians. And yet, we're being brainwashed. I'm telling you, it's bad. It's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. And this is why it's so important that you wake up from within. Because it's a whole different reality when you wake up from within. And your mind starts to just kind of evaporate (laughs) because it has nothing to live on. It can only live on your brainwashing, on your lies. And I have to tell you, folks, this is not a physical thing we're dealing with. In our personal lives, in our public lives, it's a battle. God created us all, and we're not going to always agree, but we have a responsibility to love one another. And if you don't have that love, you have nothing. And if you don't allow yourself to be renewed from within, you're never going to know God's love, the real love that we should uh, be operating from. There's no other love but his love. And you can't feel it, taste it, or touch it. It's not what you think. It's really not. You can't even imagine God's love. He has to reveal it to you. Uh-huh. Y'all looking pretty serious. <laughs> You're talking serious. <laughs> and God is with us. What's so beautiful about God is that he's with us within. He really, really is. It's so weird, but he's with us. But not like what we think. Not like what you think at all. Okay, here's my question. I asked the question, what is the one thing, and you guys have had, and ladies have had time to think about it, 30 minutes. What is the one thing that the mind fears more than anything else? There's one thing more than anything else. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Right here. 
the truth? The truth. What do you mean by that? And listen, this is a fellowship. This is the real deal, a fellowship. There's no, you, you don't get a prize, no winning tickets, no one is better than the other, no answer is better than the other. This is for your thinking within yourself. It really is. And maybe helping one another. Go ahead. When you say the truth, what do you mean? I mean, like, um, in my own life, sometimes when I see certain things about myself or when I treat somebody a certain way, sometimes I try to justify why I do certain things. But it's like I can see it, but then I don't see it. Right. So that's what I mean by the truth. Okay. Amen. Yes, ma'am. I, for me, it's like it, me staying out of it, like trying, um, being aware of my thoughts and stuff and, and staying out of them. Right. It's like that's when they work, like like I was telling you, they was telling me, hum, do something, think <laughs> of this, think of that. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me stay out of it. Wow. So. One thing I know about the mind now, it is weird that I know this for sure, because you have to realize I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama. The mind was the last thing I was thinking about. <laughs> and when I went through school, the people around me were not talking about the effects of the mind, even though the Bible mentioned that. So is a man thinking, so as he is. Be careful what you think and all that kind of stuff. Um, the one thing I know for sure, the mind is your enemy. And there is no truth in it at all. Everything it presents to you is a lie. It is a lie. Air, absolutely everything. Uh-huh. Anybody doubt that? You doubt that? Okay. Um, I really don't know why I doubt it because doesn't the mind help you think about situations? We didn't have this conversation before. Although a lot of women. We didn't have this conversation before. It's still hard for me to see that. Right. I understand that. Yeah. So you said, what's the question? I doubt what you're saying. And why? Because the mind helps you <laughs> get through situations. It helps you like what? think. I can't think of nothing offhand. Like, well, that. to make a left or a right turn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But the mind sometimes make people make a right turn when they really should be making a left turn. And That's because like, oh, they're I not fully paying attention. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> That's because they wasn't fully paying attention. Right. They were not paying attention. Yeah. Well, no, the mind is no good. The worst thing you can save is the mind. Yes, ma'am. I was gonna say when you're paying when you're paying attention, when you're out of your mind, and so you know which way to That's turn. That's a good point. And then when you're in your mind, you like at the last minute, which way should I turn? Yeah. I do. It's outside of your mind where you can pay attention. Your mind will mess you up when you're in there. I didn't see that stop. <laughs> I didn't see that light. Was there a light there? Um, an example of that, you do not want to ride with Patrick Rooney <laughs> and let him be driving and have a conversation with him. He passes every off-ramp that we should be getting off on. <laughs> I'm like, Pat, should we get off on that ramp? <laughs> so what I do when I have to ride with him I say look let, don't talk let's wait until we get there or let me do the talk and you just listen cause he would pass every off ramp and it's funny too to see that um, yes sir I, you know it's a funny thing that you brought that up because uh, just briefly within a paragraph I was watching a thing called the sky wire you ever, would you see it the sky wire sky wire where this guy walked across. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, and uh, what I got out of it, it took me about maybe five minutes to really be objective about it. It was about the faith and focus of what he was doing, especially if he got out about halfway out there and the wind came up about 40 miles an hour and he had to kneel. And he was praising God and, and talking to God and Jesus all the way through it. Yeah. That's what got me, you know, because at first I thought he was a fool, you know. <laughs> but something said, hey, be objective. Life is like a sky wire. You always walk in the wire. Yeah. Faith, faith in, in God and focus on what you're doing 
is what gets you through it all. Uh, so you think that's what the mind fears most? I, yeah, I, okay. I think it fears what your next step. It, 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 it talks to you and tells you what you can't do because after the guy came off the line, he spoke, he spake on it to the degree where he said, when I got halfway out there, I, I started losing focus. I started, faith was getting ready to leave me, and that's when I, he said, I started talking to God. He goes, they had the mic on him and the camera on him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I and, saw that. And, and, and that, that really kind of reinforced my own steps, you know. So yes. that's what I was afraid of because, you know, my groin was in my mouth as he was walking with it because I'm walking with him every step of the way. And uh, so that's what I think what happens. Okay, but that's not a nice thing to have in your mouth. Well, I just, no, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just yeah. saying, <laughs> you know, lack of a better um, feel. This guy walking a tightrope across uh, the, Grand the Grand Canyon. It was amazing to see that. Yes. Isn't that something? He was yeah. like, and I'm like, whoa. And uh, so that's what he, uh, he is referring to. The one thing I notice about the mind, too, is that if you notice about the mind, it is always giving you something, talking to you about something, uh, reminding you of a song that you could be singing. And you can say to yourself, I'm not going to sing this song, right? And I've tested that. That's the way I know it. And then if I don't sing that song, right away you'll give me another one and I'll sing that one. <laughs> and then if I'm not paying attention, I'll stop singing that one. And I'll go back to the original one that he had wanted me to sing. Because, like, once you give in, he got you. Isn't that something? He's always just something going on in your mind. This is why it's so important to get to know yourself to see what's going on with you. And the thing that I realize about God is that, oh, I realize about myself, I really don't know anything to be true unless he reveals it to me. That's the only way I know that it's true. I don't know. Now, I can go into a classroom and count. Someone said, there's 20 kids in that class. I can go and count. Yes, that's true. But the real truth, I don't know it. I know now, without a doubt, that I don't know it unless it's revealed. Not in here, but in here. Unless it revealed, you don't know. And the problem with that is that your mind is not going to let you know that you don't know because it has not been revealed. I had someone to say one of the dumbest things to me that a person to say the other day. And it was just out of the mind. I knew it was out of their mind. And I'm like, wow, that's not true. How are you going to come up with something like that? But they felt like it was true. God reveals Satan give words. When he's talking to you, dancing with you, singing with you, it is not of God. I don't care how good it feels. Isn't that amazing? He said that my children will know my voice. And most Christians do not know God's voice. His voice is a voiceless voice. Did you have your hand? You did a while back, like a week ago. Go ahead. And then I'll come over here. Well, you've covered so many interesting things that we Let me sit- just say this. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring or the next day going to bring, but I love, love, love discovery from within. I love it. There's nothing more important than seeking that from within. No family ship, no relationship, no money, no friendship. No dog ship, no ship ship. <laughs> when he said seeks first the kingdom of God and his right way, it was it is the perfect way to go. And he'll take care of you. I'm sorry, I just thought yeah. of that I needed to add that. Yeah, I was gonna say that uh you've covered so many interesting things in this last forty minutes that I've wanted to comment at least ten times, as I'm <laughs> sure everybody else has, but you know, you ask us why we're looking so crazy. That's why we're sitting here frustrated. We can't, <laughs> can't speak. But um, um, Nice shirt, by the way. Thank you. Um, you look like you got some sense. Cowboy Bob loaned it to me. Oh, okay. And um, 
I, um, I, from what you've been saying, have concluded that the mind is most fearful of being watched. Being watched. And why do yes. you, you say that? Because it, it, whenever I actually do watch it, instead of, you know, like you said, when you have a secret and, and, and it's on you to get rid of that secret. Yeah. And you're right. I have been watching my mind, but I have not been relaxed in the in the watching of it and so when something comes on me to speak it's like i'm dying to get it out kind of thing yeah instead of just relaxing and, and letting the time be its own way you know to give it its own speaking in due time and if not you can just be quiet with it that's right but i can't hardly do that and i like the fact that you brought up that word of relaxing in what you're seeing just notice that when you hear a little gossip or when you hear good news or when you hear something, just notice how quickly Satan wants you to run and tell it or your mind try to seduce you to go tell it. It'll just work your whole body. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. and then if you say no to it, it'll say, well, go tell your best friend. You ain't got no to holding on to this by yourself. You can't handle this. It will, it'll come up with all kind of stuff to make you want to tell it. And if you don't see what's going on, uh, Robert, tell them to cut off that machine in there. Why are you doing it now? Why would you run that machine now? He's lost in his mind. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The mic going to pick up all that noise and say, say turn that machine on. <laughs> you need to run these articles now, this paperwork now. Don't wait until the meeting, though. You ain't going to have time. And they're like, okay, and pop the machine on. <laughs> That's another example of not paying attention. Isn't that amazing? Yes, ma'am. I know what the mind is afraid of, common what? sense. Common sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, ma'am, way in the back with the black arm. Um, Hold on, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry until he get there with the mic. Um, my guess at this, this question is, um, um, I guess, like stillness, maybe? Stillness. Why do you say stillness? Because, well, I didn't want to say meditation because that's like such a thing. But um, <laughs> I was, when, we were talk when you were talking about that, I was thinking about how um, since I've been like meditating, I have more instances of like not, um, of, I guess acting from like, I don't know what you call it, like instinct or like um, just like sort of like what I, like the knowing feeling as opposed to like the yeah. like, oh, but like even sometimes when I'm like, oh wait, did I forget the da 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 da, whatever it is. And like one thought is like, I, I know I didn't forget it. And then it's like, oh, but maybe you did. You know what I mean? And it's like that back and forth thing. And yeah. so I've been just like going with the like initial like knowing feeling more. And it turns out to be pretty accurate. So I feel like maybe that's, I know that that, I feel like that's connected to like meditation because I don't know what else it would have come from or right. like, you know. So I'm thinking maybe stillness is the thing that is, that sort of. Um, takes away from like mind control. I love it. I love it. You know one thing I appreciate about you, and again I've known Mecca all her life, most of her life, is that you don't give up. Being a young person, you don't give up. You know, you, you may go crazy for a minute, but it doesn't. You don't stay in that craziness. Craziness, and the reason for that, when you were growing up, your, your parents helped you to. You know, they instill some values that is there. That's why God said that once the kids, be, once they become adults, they are not going to stray far away from it. If we be that example to our children and instill that within them, then when they become adults, you can kind of let them go out there and make a fool of themselves, and they'll come back to that because they have something else that's solid, but the ego still desire the world some too, and they have to repent from that. And, and I like that. They did a good job. Don't you, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think. I mean, I, I definitely know that everything that sort of like saves me in my life now has to do with things that I've, like, I probably growing up coming here all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. like having, you know, having that example and having my mom who's always 
She was speaking. Your mother was committed to that. Yeah. And it's paying off now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's 100%. It's, it's, I see, like, the difference between um, just, I just feel like having the option or having that, like, yes. as a thing there, having that knowledge or whatever, as opposed to people I know who don't have any of that and don't even have that option. Exactly. Makes a huge difference. And it's so sad, too, because there are young people your age, they do not have another option. They're yeah. just in the world. They've been sucked up by the world, and there's nothing to pull them back in. Right. So just quoting the Bible is not going to pull them in. Just going to church and pooping and hollering. I saw this morning, I saw, you can move away, Rob. I saw a, uh, when they stopped talking, it's okay to leave. Well, at least, you know, pull the mic away. When they, um, when they, uh, oh, speaking of the church, I, there was this uh, scheme, this guy that was a schemer, and he was trying to figure out a way to make some money. And so he decided to become a preacher. And this is a true story, a true story. And he decided to become a preacher. And so he became a preacher, and he came up with this investment scheme. And he decided that he was going to use it on the churches. This happened to be a black guy using the black churches. And because these churches had big money, and he went to some of the major churches in town around the country. And he presented the scheme, and the scheme is you invest Three thousand dollars dollars in my company, then you end up making thousands of it back, right? And so he went to around to a whole lot of churches. This guy had nothing to invest in, and he convinced them to invest in his church in that company he had. It wasn't a church, and uh, it had them all pumped up and thinking that they were going to get big money back. And they didn't have sense enough to go and see that there was no investment, nothing there. But what he did, this is the point to the story. When he brought them all together in a room, and most of the time it was at another church, he would have the choir singing. They would be hooping and hollering and dancing. And, and the, the preachers who were schemed admitted this. He would, have, he would pump it up. They were all praying to the Lord. And he would get up there and hoop and holler, talk about how good the Lord is. And the Lord wants this. And praise the Lord. The Lord wants you to invest. Here's how you're going to do it. And they would just empty their wallets out to him. And then he was so convinced that they started convincing the congregation and others to do it in their churches and neighborhood. And come and find out the guy was a total fraud. He just didn't want nothing to him. He was buying limousines and doing all kinds of stuff, and they all lost their money. The point is, he motivated them first with their emotions, and then he took their wallets. Isn't that amazing? And these are like known preachers with major, mega churches. I'm just saying. Um, Yes, sir. You know, you were talking a few minutes ago about uh, people doing crazy things. I heard this guy who wrote a book, and he interviewed Al Sharpton, and he asked Al Sharpton, how did you guys win the second time around? Well, I don't want to get into all that, because I don't want to, not to cut you off, but I don't want it to be about politics. It's not or about the people per se. I wanted to be about us not knowing ourselves to see how we are being manipulated. And those were just big ways that we were manipulated. But in your family, in your friendships, in your workshop, you're being manipulated and don't know it. What he said to his point was they are controlled by anger and... Um, yep. uh, yeah. It was another item too, but he says they're controlled by anger. So they put things out there to get them to react, is yes. what uh, Sharpton said. And so that's how 95 or 96% went that way. What, you want to take a stab at what's the one thing that the mind fear? I'm not Here's clear some, right now. You're not clear? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, he trying to be honest. What did the mind tell you now? Yes, you are. Say, I have say, an say love. <laughs> yes. I was going to say is uh, fear. Not fear, fear I mean uh, uh, being still. Being still. Uh, and why do you say that? Because I notice that uh, sometimes when I, I get up in the morning and I know I should be still, uh, my mind will say, oh, do this first or do that first. Or even when I'm at work, I can kind of see myself getting caught up with the guys at work. And I say, oh, you know what? You should uh, be still, go and 
take a moment and be still. And most of the time, I go right back and being caught up with the uh, people in the workplace. Yes. Good, good, man. Uh, and you notice that about yourself? Yes. Oh, okay. Let me just, I saw his hand first. I saw your hand like a week ago, too. Uh, if you, I think what your mind fears most, if you deeply realize right at the, at the bottom of your being that you are nothing. That you're nothing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. And why do you say that? Well, <clears throat> it happened to me some time ago uh, when, when, when I realized that. And, and you know what? I mean, it was like, uh, I mean, it was, uh, it, I mean, an experience that I have forgotten to this day, you see. And prior to that, you thought you were something? Say it again. Prior to realizing you were nothing, you thought you were something? Well, it, well, here's, here's what it really is. Uh, when, I, when I started out meditating, the very first, that, very first thing that I saw is that I wasn't God. No, Matthew, did you think that you were something before you realized you were not? You know what? Um, um, you need to speak up. I can't hear. Oh. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't John, understand question. your question. Did you think you was uh, something? Yeah, of course. Before you knew you oh, were not? Absolutely. Okay. Why don't you get some hearing aids? Well, he, he said it to me, and I understood. I know, but he's right in your ear. Get some hearing aids. Are you waiting on a I healing? I am. I am. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, for sure. Okay. All right. Let me say this because of time, and then we'll take your question. The one thing, and you got, every, you know, what you've said is, I'm not saying that's not true at all. But the one thing I realized that the one thing that the mind fears most is quietness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> It fears that more than anything else, quietness. And you can test this one yourself if you think I'm wrong. This week, try to live, in a, live a life of quietness. Not a lot of TV, not a lot of music, not a lot of talking, not a lot of being with other people, and see how busy it'll get in your head. Spend time alone and see what will happen. It fears that more than anything else because quietness is your connection to God and away from it. That's why. But isn't it really what, if, sorry, if you, for example, listen, like watch TV because you want to like not have the influx of all the mind stuff, right? So you're like, okay, this is how, I, like when people say, this is how I unwind, that's usually what that means. It's like, that's how you like can quiet the mind is by like tuning into something else. Right. So if you cut all that off and then you have the influx of all the stuff, then is that really like a connection to God? If you just have like a constant overwhelming of, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, repeat that again for me. Is that really, can it really be a connection to God by turning everything off if you still have that influx of all the thoughts and all the things going like Oh, I see. Going, you know what I'm saying? If you turn everything off and then now you have this quietness, but now you see all the... But now your mind is loud like and really it's busy. not really quiet. Right. Right? So well, what happens is when you, God said, uh, be still and know me. Mm -hmm. So when you're quiet, that's that still moment that allows you to see that... Uh, he doesn't, the Prince of Darkness doesn't want you to have this quiet moment because as long as he keeps you in there like that, you would never know God. Mm -hmm. It want to be your God, so it want to give you the impression that it is your God. Mm -hmm. It's making the right decisions for you. It's telling you how to treat others and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's telling you how to fight back and you believe that. But in that quiet stillness, you will see all those things happening, but it will not impact your life. You're separated from and the reason I noticed because a couple of weeks ago, we talked about praying without ceasing. You guys have been doing that, right? Lord, oh, have mercy. Make sure you put a lot of donations in the box. <laughs> so I feel like I got something. <laughs> but we talked about praying without ceasing, right? And so 
you know, like, wow, that's good to do that. And so what I decided to do was to cut off the TV, maybe watch one hour program or a good movie, and turn the TV off. Don't be calling up everybody and their mama. Don't be hanging out. Just have a quiet time. We out of time? Wow, I got to be quiet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. And ladies. <laughs> For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.